or dare? Dare. Take this stick and jam it up your pee hole. What? Wow, that sucks. Do you think it'll hurt? Kick ass. Welcome to Going Down to South Park, the podcast where we always have ourselves a time and this week we are definitely going to be having ourselves a time because we're here to review the episode from Season 2 of South Park. It is Clubhouses. I am Dedo. I am Guy and yes, coming to you live from the Davis Clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> yes, I've got an actual house, but I don't know. A clubhouse just seems more cool, more fun. We had it like a, 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 when I say a clubhouse, because I feel like in this episode, the clubhouses were essentially just the tree houses out the back. Yeah. I had a tree house at my place. It wasn't a proper tree house like you see in many films. It was just like this little fort kind of thing that we kind of put together in the tree in the backyard. But we had a proper clubhouse down at the local like park mm-hmm. where it was down sort of behind a few trees and it, it was it was there for years. And it eventually sort of weathered to sort of wash it away and break it down. But we, the way it was, was we didn't actually have to build it. It was kind of like leaves and a tree had sort of like grown in like an archway to the point where you could oh. sort of sit under it. And it, it'd block you from the rain. It'd block you, you'd literally hang out there. We didn't have sleepovers there, but sometimes we'd go down there till like 10, 11 at night when we're in our, you know, 12, 13 era. Um, it, was, it was a good time. It was really good. I went down and drove past there on uh, Tuesday when I was watching both the kids. I said, oh, this is where... And I was like, oh, that's where Daddy used to have a clubhouse. It's all gone. All, all the trees oh. were pulled down. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I hadn't driven past there in like 20 years. And I was like expecting to see this clubhouse and take the kids in there and get these photos from when I was a kid. And no, nah, it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> real Sandlot kids moments. Like, oh, like, like Madonna sang this, used to be my playground. But thank you, everyone, who was tuned into this week's show of our Going Down to South Park. We do appreciate your support. Also, if you haven't followed us yet on Twitter, at South Park TV Pod is this show's Twitter, and at Four Finger Pod as well is the Four Finger Discounts uh, Twitter page. I want to try and hit 10,000 uh, followers on Twitter in the next couple of months. We've, we're on s- nearly 8,000 now. So if we can try and hit that 10,000 mark, but by the, I want to give myself maybe two months. So if you're listening to this and you're not following us yet on Twitter, please do so uh, at Four Finger Pod. I'll check the link to our Twitter in um, in the link of this one as well. But thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, yes, clubhouses, Mr. Davis. Uh, what do you think? What do you think of this one? Oh, um, well, I was going to tell you about not a clubhouse as such, but I did. I also had a little tree house. Oh, okay. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me. Take me back to young. You got to get your young Davis voice going first, though. That's right. <laughs> that, was, well, that wasn't it, was it? I don't know what kind of voice that was. Oh. It's what a squeaky voice team from the That's Simpsons. right. Um, um, when I was about uh, 15 years old, we moved into a new house and it had a nice big garden and a big old Morton Bay fig tree. These are monstrous trees. They're like ants out of Lord of the Rings. And my uncle has one. They're, I used to love it. It was one of my favourite things about his backyard. It was the giant fig tree. They're massive, mm. yeah. And it's a, it was fantastic to climb. And, you know, so I'm doing a little climbing as I'm exploring this new place. It's like... Hey, wait a minute, this has got a platform. You know, so it wasn't actually a tree house as such. It was more like just a platform, not that far up, but, you know, far enough that you felt like, hmm, <laughs> no one will find me here. Um, Pre-assembled, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was very old. I mean, it looked like it had been there for quite some time. I mean, the wood was really weathered and all that, but uh, uh, but no, for the, the years that we lived there, and we were for, there for about six or seven years, yeah, I sort of went from being, yeah, well, I got my own little, got my deluxe penthouse in the sky, uh, to becoming a little bit more of a man. And um, I think I might have been, I think I might have started smoking cigarettes at this stage. And that's where I went to go and have a, a sneaky dart. Uh, <laughs> How big was the platform? Oh, you could probably th- fit three or four people up there. Okay. I mean, not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, so you couldn't really build, you couldn't build a house around it. It was just no, no, and quite frankly, I didn't really want to. I mean, uh, I was happy just to sort of go out and um, enjoy the nature. I love when you can just hang in a tree and you're sitting on a branch. You just you just feel safe. It's like yes. I'm not going to fall off this branch. Like like sitting in a tree with nothing around would feel cool. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what this felt like. So yeah, it was a, it was a good clubhouse to have. And speaking of good clubhouses, pretty good episode this one. I really, really enjoyed this episode. I thought this was a lot of fun. I just thought they did a great job of taking off what it's like when you're a boy and you're just sort of discovering girls, and but you're not quite sure how to... You don't understand the emotion. It's like, 
I want to kiss this girl, but I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's all the confusion. Like Kyle is still the girls have cooties kind of phase where you're just like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want any girls. Stan's got his girlfriend. So he's sort of in between. Cartman's trying to act all old and having these conversations with these girls and they're talking about, you know, teenage stuff. And he's talking about his mum, you know, I can't remember <laughs> what it was, telling him to go to bed early or something like that. I just wanted to tuck him in. I just thought the way the kids the way they interacted, the way they were trying to handle all these new emotions was really funny. Yeah, it's great. I mean, we all know that Kenny is kind of the one who uh, is probably a little more worldly-wise, even though he's probably done about as much uh, romantic stuff um, as anyone else. But, uh, yeah, I did, I, I did like the uh, yeah the different sort of points of view that all these guys had. And, yeah, it's, it's a strange, strange time when you're starting to get that primal instinctual urge. It's like... Hmm, kind of pretty. Hmm, feeling feelings I never felt before. <laughs> and uh, he hit that point where it's kind of like, I feel like I have to kiss this girl. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you simultaneously aroused, confused, and terrified. And <laughs> so, that's just as a usual, you know, Wednesday night here. At the well, NBA, that's so. yeah. <laughs> guess what, kids? It never, it never changes. It never yeah. ends. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a lot to enjoy, and also it felt like. It feels like the show is starting to take the shape that it would. I mean, South Park, I think, is kind of constantly evolving. It, it, it would want to after two decades. But it feels like it's starting to take the form that I think everybody really enjoys and loves. I mean, I think this is the first time, really, that you see that Randy is kind of a dumbass. Yeah. It, it, as you were saying, it's starting to feel more like satire now as opposed to just a crude show. Because those, yeah. those, those first episodes... The fart jokes and thing, the vomiting when he sees Wendy and things like that. It's almost like they've matured. As, as silly as it sounds, it sounds like South Park's already matured. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, it's not really trafficking in. It's still trafficking in shock value, but the shock value's got a little more intelligence to it. It's more like shock value in the sense that it's just pointing out, no, no, this is what life is like. It's like, yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> so I really dug that. I mean, uh, yeah, all the stuff with the Marsh family I thought was fantastic. I mean, just, yeah, because oh, I, I keep forgetting. Sharon. Randy and Sharon. Yeah, I keep yes. forgetting uh, Stan's mum's name. Their relationship is just always fraught. And, uh, yeah, this really brings that to the forefront, which, and, but does it in a fun way that I, really, that I really enjoyed. She had the fucking line of the episode, in my opinion. Which was. <laughs> so, now, you need to understand divorce, Dan. When I say you're the most important thing to me, what I mean is you're the most important thing after me and my happiness and my new romances. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, the, way I they, the way they handled divorce in this was also just great, in my opinion. It really was. I couldn't get enough of Roy. I just loved the uh, new stepdad, Roy. I thought he was fantastic. And that caught me off guard. I did not expect him to just turn just like that. But I'm just like, you know what? I luckily never had to live through a divorce. But, man, I can just imagine the poor children. The children are the victims in that entire situation. And what must go through their minds? It's just, yeah, I don't know. How, how, how they understand and cope with it? It's just, I thought they just handled it so well in this episode. Very much. I mean, when I first started seeing The Lovely Louise, I was aware that she had three kids. And um, I'm like, well, I've got to be very careful how I how I do this. I don't want to be sorry. Hi, kids. It's me, Guy, your new best buddy. And maybe your dad. is. <laughs> When did, how long until you told, tell him to go chop some wood? <laughs> that was pretty much immediately. Actually, no. Sorry. Um, the lovely Louise and I, our fourth anniversary is coming up on two days from now. So what, so what date would that be? The 8th? The 8th of February. So one week later is, um, is my 10-year anniversary. Wedding ah, anniversary. There we go. See, there's a lot of sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Birthdays are close, anniversaries are close. Overlap. Yeah. Overlap yeah. with me and Dando. Dando's and I's birthdays are close to one another. Anniversaries are close to one another. It's all, everything was just meant to be. Um, but so, yeah, our, um, we met in February. Yeah, and I think it was probably a good few months before I said, hmm, wintertime, it's getting cold. Get out there and chop some wood, kid. <laughs> I, I, didn't know, I didn't know such a thing. But, you know, I mean, you do have to sort of play it. And that, even saying play it sort of sounds calculating, but you want to, you know. Have you ever had to tell them to do anything? Or have you ever had to tell them to, like, don't talk to your mother that way or something like that? Have you ever had to do that yet? Have you ever had to put your foot down? It's getting that way in some wow. ways. I, I'm not, I, yeah, I don't want to sort of be telling tales out of school. No. But, you know, you've got teenagers in the mix yeah. and, you know, occasionally. Do you, they, are, you gl- are you glad you never had them now? 
A little bit. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're terrific kids, but they're 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 um, they're teenagers. Teenagers, yeah. <laughs> and I, I say to Lou, I mean, it's it's a tough one because you're my girl, and I want to defend you, and you know, I want I want what's best for you, and you know, even if someone's going to sort of step to you, even if it's one of your kids, I'll be like, you want to be careful what you say. Not that I do that at all, but uh, I've reached, I think I've I think I'm confident enough to reach a stage where it's like, mate. Come on, <laughs> don't talk to your mum like that. <laughs> I can't wait till they drop the "You're not my real dad." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's implicit. That's implied in every statement. Uh, no. But yeah, I, I just thought, like at first, I thought the take on this was going to be Sharon. Just they was almost like taking the Mickey out of women's emotions, like oh, feminism, yeah. I guess you could say, because you know you don't you make fun of the way I dress and this, that, and the other. And it's like it felt like she was overreacting, mm. but they sort of put that aside, and it was just that wasn't really the tale. The tale was just that they they don't go well together despite the fact that Randy we never really saw him do anything really all that wrong in this episode it was just she seemed to overreact at the start don't you think I think so although the, 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 I mean we're supposed to believe that he had been doing stuff but we didn't we never, we never saw him really I mean, I know he backchat to her at one point but like even when he was um when you got, got the ring out of the um out of the garbage as well she's like yelling at him, go do this go do that he, he didn't really say anything snarky to her and she's like you're being snarky and it's like was he though <laughs> Yeah, I think you probably reach a stage in, in any relationship where you know when there's a slight difference. In, you know, the words may be the same, but the inflection is slightly different. It's like, oh, you, I know, I know what you, you mean. really mean when, you, <laughs> when you're saying that. Yeah, and I mean, even even said, what'd you say, bitch, or something like that. <laughs> Which, I, didn't get the, I didn't get that gag, though. I didn't get that gag when she said, you, you said the C word. Yeah, I thought that was going to lead to something, and it just didn't. That was bizarre. <laughs> I was a little confused about that. Yeah, but I like here, the way I took this was, because this is the most we've sort of had of Randy, I think, to this point, being Randy that we know and love. Mm. Do you think Trey and Matt have realised by this point the kids need a different father figure or an older male to talk to besides Chef all the time? I know they go and talk to Chef, but yeah. it's like they can't always go to Chef because you can't have the kids constantly going to their Chef at school no. for advice. No. And it, it'll it'll get uh, it'll get stale, it'll, you know. I mean, uh, yeah. it'll it'll wear out fairly quickly. Having Chef as the guy who always provides advice. I mean, even though in this episode it's actually uh, him providing truth or dare tactics, mm. it's actually pretty cool. I love that dare. <laughs> <laughs> what were your favourite moments from the episode? Um, <laughs> I really love that Baybay was such a little objectifier. Oh my god! How funny was that? <laughs> He's got such hard ass. <laughs> you know what's great too is I love that they chose Bebe to do that and not one of mm. the boys because that would be looked upon so poorly now in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three if they had one of the boys objectifying a girl like that. Oh yeah. For some reason, her doing it to one of the guys—it's funny. <laughs> it's actually gone really. Wow! Look at that ass <laughs> when yeah. he's running off. Wear your ass like a hat. <laughs> Can you turn around, please? Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, I've got that note in the classroom. That's fantastic. Um, I, as I said, there's always you know a line that you you're not sure where it came from, but it's it's stuck in your head for goodness knows how long. And I just love Cartman. You know when those two girls, the teenagers, show up at the uh, the club house. Can I offer you ladies a cool beverage or a tasty snack? <laughs> How great is it? <laughs> You're trying to act all mature. But I also <laughs> loved when he first was like, Kenny, go get some chicks. And then Kenny rocks up with like two hot teenagers. It's like he he didn't expect it. And when he got it, he was like, I didn't know what to do. But then he just goes into cool mode. Yeah, like you said. Can I have you a cool beverage? Out some <laughs> <snacks>. <laughs> um, a lot of the stuff with Roy I thought was fantastic. I mean, just mm. the way he went from zero to 60, just overreacted to every situation. <laughs> when will you let me in? Let me love you. You can just tell Trey would have had a great time playing that character, don't you? Oh, God, yes. So much fun. <laughs> um, and Fat Abbott <laughs> was just hilarious. Yeah. The whole, <laughs> that old take on Fat Albert. I missed the whole Fat Albert thing. I mean, I, I, I've never watched a single episode, I don't think. But what I saw there was, Rand, so it's never really played up much throughout the episode. It's just at the start there, Randy is watching Terrence and Philip, right? And he's mm. laughing at it. And then uh, Sharon yells at Stan for, for watching it, blah, blah, blah. And then they put on Fat Abbott instead. Yeah. I saw this as Trey and Matt's response to parents who say that they don't find South Park funny when really adults find South Park funny, but they probably just don't want to admit it. I imagine the case. (laughs) Absolutely, you're right. A lot of the parents out there that would have been saying, you can't watch South Park, it's a terrible show. You'd probably, if you sat down and watched it, you'd probably get a laugh or two. Oh, yeah. Look, 
I'm not to generalise, but I imagine there's more dudes than uh, than ladies. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of women who find who find South Park very very amusing. But I think it's going to be your dad who goes, "What's this thing you're watching? This is going to be ridiculous." <laughs> and get a few laughs out of it. But yeah, Fat Albert I thought was pretty. Fun. I was never a huge Fat Albert fan back in the day, but I mean, I remember seeing it enough, and then. Yeah, I guess but, it's kind of cancelled it because Bill Cosby was that, wasn't he? That was Bill Cosby, wasn't it? It was, and they actually have a little cameo by the Cos at the yeah. end. The end there, <laughs> we're to pudding. Um, but this was prior to all the um, yeah, yeah. All the, the stuff, all the Cosby scandal. Yes, mm, yeah. yeah. Although it was apparently it's sort of an open secret uh, in in showbiz for a while. I mean, uh, Thirty Rock used to make gags about it a bit. I think there were a lot of open secrets in Hollywood for a while. And then mm. finally, they just got held accountable for them. Probably the case, yeah. What did you enjoy, Dando? I enjoyed, as I said, Sharon's line about divorce and putting her own happiness ahead of her children's. But I loved Cartman's, as I said, his reaction to the chicks when they first arrived. And I loved him saying, you know, sometimes, like, he's saying, I said to my mom, I'm going to kick you in the nuts or whatever. And then she <laughs> says, come on, come on, I'm going to tuck you in. He's like... Coming, man. <laughs> so it's like he's embarrassed, but he's like, no, please don't go. I, I, I no, I, I'm, I'm coming. Don't. I didn't, not just yet. I am coming though. But I just thought Cartman there trying to act all tough, and then straight away he's going, coming, man. <laughs> it was just like the funniest. Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. All right, time for some trivia, Mr. Davis. But before we do that, we need to read out some shout-outs of our incredible patrons, the people who bring you this show each and every week, including our man, Elliot J. O'Neill from the Simpsons Index podcast. If you have not yet checked out that podcast, make sure you do so. Uh, the Simpsons Index, they get a, a more modern episode and a classic episode, and they review them together. They're going to have some sort of theme that overlaps in some way, I believe. Uh, we were on there a few months ago, so go back and check out our episode as well. Fine, check out that one. Uh, but the Simpsons Index podcast, make sure you follow them on all the social medias and subscribe to their show. Also, shout out to our man, Brian Hughes. He's gonna he's paid us to review Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which we're going to be doing very, very soon, as well as our $50 man, Mr. Andrew Zer. You're an absolute champion as well, sir. Thank you so much for all of your ongoing support. And shout outs to the following $20 patrons who support us with $5 every single week. We've got Jordan Molman Ritchie, Christopher Darby, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Pete Anderson, Plain Old Matt, Andrew Davis, Ryan Dunlap, Jared Howard, Kevin Zettelplan Flood, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Declan Phoenix, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, Adric McLeod, and Lewis Kavanagh. You guys are champions. Oh my God, so many names. I stopped because I'm like, you look like you're going to say something, and then nothing came out. <laughs> I was just taking a, <laughs> felt like taking a deep breath after hearing all that. Oh my God. Yes, uh, and following pe- the following people also joined the family this week as well. We've got Yvette LeClement, uh, Reese Wilson, Daniel, Andy Kozlowski, whose son is the man who slapped, uh, who gave the chop on the chest to our Colcabana that we'll discuss in our, our interview uh, last week, if you're listening to this on the free feed. Uh, Mace Brindley, Chris Moore, Wailing Smithers, and the Toothless Mouth of Millhouse. We love each and every one of those people, don't we, Mr. Davis? I love 95% of them. You can guess who the other 5% is. I reckon I know who they are as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, And those 5% first... I adore. Hit me with your first trivia question. Ooh, okay then. Uh, Cartman is wearing what kind of armour? Ah, class 4 armour. <laughs> Do you going to ask me that? You're going to ask me that, weren't you? I had it as one of my questions, yes. <laughs> okay, well, you hit me with another question. My next question is, Mr. Garrison tells the kids to turn to which page? Oh, um, 34. No. 24. Add 101. No, 100 and... It was my understanding when we did this podcast there would be no maths. Just tell me the answer. I'm too tired. 105. Speaking of numbers, how many times did Fat Abbott get his Jimmy Wax last week? Oh, shit. I was just laughing too much at that. I don't know. What was it? <laughs> uh, bitch, I got my Jimmy Wax seven times last week. Seven times. <laughs> I love that they just didn't stop. They just went to town with that. Just kept going. Just bitches and this, that, and the other. What book does Roy ask uh, Sharon if he's if she's seen? I believe he mentions it. It's a copy of something. It is. It's a it's a magazine, and it's called Harper's. Harper's. What is Harper's? I've assumed it was a book of some kind. Harper's is a magazine. That's uh, I think it's a, sort of about art and literature and current affairs. It's you know, sort of a it's with yeah, for the upmarket 
for gentlemen. And, uh, he, he looks like a hipster, this guy. Yeah, he looks like a bit of a hipster, doesn't he? <laughs> I love the way Roy, he was what designed. A, what a name too, Roy. <laughs> Roy. It's not, not a name I'm a fan of. And if any Roy's out there listening, I apologise. It just better just fit this character perfectly. <laughs> uh, am I hitting you with a question? Yeah, do it. How many times has Charo been on Love Boat? Charo. Oh, no idea. I know, I know what the moment is. 12. Okay, 12. All right. The, be, the, be, the best ratings were when the other person was on or something. The other oh, two people or yeah. something. Um, oh, no. Didn't, of course, didn't write that down. Yeah, okay. I don't watch Love Boat. It was just oh, clearly before my time, and I look at it now and I go, "This is, doesn't look like a show that I'm going to enjoy, so I'm not going to bother." I always, I always enjoyed it when I was a kid. I mean, yeah. it just struck me as, "Oh wow, how sophisticated!" <laughs> you know, love, exciting and new on the Love Boat. <laughs> People get on the Love Boat and, hey, holy shit! Basically, just jumped up on the table and he's being a real rat back. Get down, buddy! I know you want to be part of the podcast, but um, you know, learn some English. Um, my my final oh, question is, what does the shirt of the girl say? It's got a four letters. It has an acronym DVDA. Mm. Now, oh, we can talk about this if you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually the name of uh, Trey Parker. and uh, Is it Parker and Stones or just Parkers? Uh, both, yeah. Okay, but it is their punk rock band. Yes, Common and, band, uh, yeah. They've done a few. They've done a few tracks. I think they did some for uh, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. But do you know what DVDA stands for? Dan? I do know. It stands for Double Vaginal, Double Anal. <laughs> Indeed. Um, apparently, apparently they mention it in Orgasmo as well. I have. Yeah, I think that's where it uh, <laughs> where it first came up, so to speak. Um, I've I've never seen such an act in any of the pornography of I've watched, and I've watched a lot. No. <laughs> No comment. But nice to give themselves a <laughs> shout out there, especially on a, a Teenage Runaways t-shirt. Oh, my God. Trey and Matt, what are you doing? All right, guys. We'll be right back after this short break with our review of the episode. Yeah. Going Down to South Park is brought to you by our incredible supporters on the Four Finger Discount Patreon. Each month, we produce almost 20 hours of listening content with our supporters gaining early ad-free access to every show, our exclusive Facebook community, prize draws, Zoom calls, and our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Tales of Futurama, The Movie Guys, and Four Finger Discount 2.0, with myself and my original co-host, Mitch. So for just as little as $1, you too can join the Four Finger Discount family today and help this podcast dream continue to thrive at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Link is in the description of this podcast. The original air date of Clubhouses was September 23rd, 1998. It was written by Trey Parker and Nancy M. Pimentel and directed by Trey Parker. The episode kicks off with the boys or everyone at school. They're playing Americans versus Bosnians and Cartman is just changing the rules to suit himself. This always happens when you're playing. It's kind of like when you do rock, paper, scissors. Like when we used to people have to say um, like um, dynamite and things like that. It's like, no, 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 no. It's called rock, paper, scissors for scissors. a reason, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, ooh, I've got water. That kills your, your paper. It's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I always hated that when you were playing little shoot 'em ups at school and say, exactly like, you know, I've got armor or, you know, I've cast a level eight spell on you. <laughs> it's like, if we don't play by the rules, if we don't play by the rules, you know, we're going to have anarchy. No, no, just... <laughs> Die when I shoot you. We're living in a society. (laughs) (laughs) But Wendy and Bebe arrive. And clearly she is keen on Kyle. I I love that throughout the entire episode, Kyle never changes. And even even when like even when he kisses her, he's just like, that's fucking disgusting. He's like he races out. But um but they uh, invite uh, him to a dinner at at Clubhouse. And they say, Well, we don't we don't have a clubhouse though. And they're like, Oh, what do you mean you have a clubhouse? All guys have one. How many guys' clubhouses have you been in? (laughs) (laughs) Then Cartman is torturing Kenny. So they kind of set up that this is going to be a Cartman and Kenny, Stan and Kyle Mm. sort of war from the beginning, don't they? Yeah. And I don't mind it when uh, Cartman and Kenny sort of collaborate on stuff. I mean, it's a a terrible relationship, especially for Kenny. But uh, I don't know, a a dynamic that I tend to enjoy. I don't know how often they do it, but I do enjoy it when they do do it. Well, you do see this kind of dynamic in many things. I, I can, on top of my head right now, I'm thinking of Zach Brannigan and Kiff. Oh, but yeah. Kenny's not pathetic. Ken, oh, Kenny's the poor kid in this, but it's almost like Cartman is Zap, you know, the arrogant, taking charge, mm. thinks he knows everything, but he's pretty much an idiot. And Kenny's the smart lackey who just goes along with everything. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't really have a, a say in the matter. 
We have also passed over the, I like playing with myself. I play myself all day. <laughs> Kenny just laughs at that. <laughs> yeah, so Kenny's uh, being tortured by Cartman. And he says they have to build a clubhouse and so they can play Truth or Dare. The idea of Truth or Dare was always so sort of uh, exciting as a kid. It's like, oh, what, what would the dare be? Yeah. Or maybe I'll find out some, some hard truths. <laughs> no one's ever that, uh, no one ever really goes that deep, do they? I mean, whether no. you're sort of, the dare is usually like, run around with your pants down. Or, or the, and Truth is like, who do you like? Yeah, it's, it's always, much. yeah, who, who do you like? <laughs> yeah. And, and take your clothes off. Yeah, pretty much. And honestly, what more do you need out of life? Exactly right, yeah. So they go to ask Randy for help to build a clubhouse so they can play Truth or Dare. And then this is where Bebe says he's got a hot ass. Randy is then watching Terrence and Philip. And when they arrive, he says, oh, no, I was just flipping through the channels. He doesn't want to admit that he was watching Terrence and Philip. They ask him, how do you build a clubhouse? And he goes, what do you want a clubhouse for? The girls want to play Truth or Dare. And then uh, this is where they're like, well, how do you know the girls want that? Oh, that's how I met your mother. And then she says she dropped her wedding ring down the garbage disposal and she yells at Stan for watching Terrence and Philip. and Randy just throws him under the bus. Well, there'll come a time when you'll probably do that to, to Elliot. <laughs> and then they put on Fat Abbott, which is, I guess, Trey's way of saying, you know, you can put other shows on, but other shows are just as bad, if not worse, than what we're doing. Oh, yeah. But were, <laughs> well, there, worse, were there worse animated shows at the time than South Park? I don't think there were, right? If there were, I was not watching them. If there were, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure either. But certainly this was the most high-profile one mm. that, that, you know, had a bit of a potty mouth to it. Did you find it? Give me a second, would you? Don't snap at me. I didn't snap at you. You snapped at me. Whatever. Whatever? In 15 years, you've never said whatever to me. I don't want to fight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. Well, I think I found it. That's not it, you idiot. Hey, back off, bitch. <gasps> you just said the C word. Did I? I love the whatever. <laughs> just, that's what it gets to. It's like, whatever. In 15 years, you've never said whatever to me. It's like, and that really is terrible. It's a terrible thing to say. It's not playing fair or it's just, you know, an admission of disinterest, not defeat, disinterest, more like, whatever. So, sometimes they'd <laughs> rather fight than be told that, like, saying that you're not even interested in fighting. It's like, if you're not yeah. even interested in fighting, what are you interested in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we have the um, the apologising, back off, bitch, and you said the C word. And as you were saying, it doesn't go anywhere. It makes no sense. Mm. It's so bizarre. Yeah. So then Stan and Kyle are building their clubhouse and they discuss you know, how truth or dare actually works. You know, we can do it because we can get them to do gross stuff. So the whole time, though, Stan's keen because he thinks he's going to get some smooch set of out of um out of Wendy, but he's saying yeah. this to Kyle because, you know, Kyle's not interested in Bebe at all. Then Cartman and Kenny... What he just makes fun of him. It's just like I think it's later in the episode, maybe where he's just like, "I'm the um, I'm the inspector, or whatever." And you're you're poor, so you're the worker. You're the worker. <laughs> <laughs> but it's where yeah, Cartman and Kenny arrive. They make fun of their clubhouse, so they say they're going to go build their own. And then did you see what Cartman called his? He called the Ewok Village 2000. <laughs> yeah, back from the Chicken Pox episode when he says, you know, Ewoks, no, Endor is cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly likes um, a Return of the Jedi. Ewoks. Yeah, and this is where he says the whole, you know, because your family's poor, you have to be the worker. <laughs> Kenny just goes along with it. And then he asks his mom if he can pull up the carpeting in the living room. She says no, throws his classic Cartman hissy fit. And then <laughs> and this is actually one of my favourite moments as well. I love that. Kenny complains, sends Kenny, and stop your bitching. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> oh, stop your bitching. So funny. Sharon then goes on a rant. Or she rants at Stan, actually. She's just trying to get a cookie. And she just, mm. she's lost, she's just so stressed out and ha just hateful towards Randy that she's taking it all out on Stan. Just projecting. Yeah. yeah. Terrible, that. I mean, yeah. and I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it happens to maybe every kid at least once, you know, when you just sort of, you stray into the firing line or you, you, you catch some strays from when a member of your family is just having a shit day or have had an argument or something and, you know, you just walk in and eh, you just ask an innocent question or whatever. All of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute, what do I do? Well, I've you know, had an argument with Nicola or whatever. Elliot walks in from daycare. Hi, Dad. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking too loud. <laughs> Go chop some wood. I take pride in knowing that I've never sworn at my kids. Yet. Yet. <laughs> um, uh, oh, it's funny. I'm <laughs> when we got back from Bali mm. uh, just recently, and I think I've told the story that it was like, you know, we got in at close to midnight 
been a long flight, you know, there'd been incidents of barley belly and all that. We got back to Melbourne and then there'd been this huge rainstorm and the elevator and the uh, parking facility wasn't working. We were just so glad to be getting out and getting away. And then, you know, we hit the road and um, I need to use the um, the men's room at this, um, uh, like, a, like a servo. We got there and uh, they said, no, I can't let you in after 11 o'clock. <laughs> And yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I had um, lose two youngest with me. They're, you know, they're teenagers or, um, or teens and tweens. And I didn't yell it at the girl on the counter, but just sort of yell it in frustration. I said, for fuck's sake. And um, <laughs> heard, later on, heard later on that Lou's daughter said to Lou, I don't think it was right for a guy to yell at that girl like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I, I did feel bad about it at the time, but at the same time, I sort of needed a piss. Uh, yeah, well, why, I, I, I know why, but it's like I've just arrived with two teenage children. Nothing's happening that I'm going for a piss. Just like yeah. I know it's not her fault, but it's just a silly policy. It should be the, I guess they're going to The thing is, the policy, policy should be we can't let anyone in after 11, but I guess if they let some in, then they're going to let them all in. I guess it's just a, Correct, a blanket yeah. rule you're going to do. But I can just imagine... If I had gone through that trip and got to the elevator at the car park and it didn't work, I'd be like, of course it's not. Why would it be working? Why Why would it Why would it want to help me right now? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I would have lost it. <laughs> Trouble times. We're uh, at school we'll anyway. And, um, and Mr. Garrison is telling them they're going to be focusing on American history. Then Kyle does the, the bad thing about asking Mr. Hat and Garrison Poor loses man. his mind. Pulls a guy. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> what did you say? When is Mr. Hat coming back? I told you never to mention that name in my classroom again. Mr. Hat is a two-time and whore, and now we all learn from Mr. Twig. But Mr. Twig sucks. Yeah. yeah. That is enough. Mr. Hat is gone, and he isn't coming back, and I don't want to hear it. And Cartman and Stan then discuss their various clubhouses. and Hey, Kenny, remember you got to cut school early to wait for the hot tub guy. <laughs> <laughs> It That's looked like Stan. a pretty... The plans were very sweet. The execution yes. was terrible. No, no. Had a foosball table, had a pool table, had a bar. It was going good, Looking yeah. good. Ewok Village 2000, man. Yeah, and you know what they should do? They, they should have released like a playset of, <laughs> <laughs> of this clubhouse. But Stan, he wasn't paying attention, so he gets in trouble because of that. And he guesses, what you know, what was I talking about? He mentions love boat ratings. Gets it correct. Then Stan um, gets caught passing notes to Kyle. Now, this was my question. <laughs> Later in the episode, Kyle acts like he was confused that the note was for him. But it's very obvious in this when Mr. Garrison says, are you passing notes to Kyle? Kyle yeah. Come up to the front of the class and read this note out that you're passing to Kyle. So it's like, how did Kyle not think the note was for him? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not thinking about it. Stanley, are you passing notes to Kyle? No, I just... Don't lie, Stan. Lying makes you sterile. I'm not lying. Someone just handed me the... Stanley, if you think it's so important to keep interrupting my class, then why don't you come up to the front and read your note to Kyle for everyone to hear? But I didn't write the note. Mr. Garrison, Stan's behavior is having an adverse effect on my education. Shut up, Cartman. Stanley Marsh, you come up here right now and read your note. Oh, man. Dear Kyle, you have got such a great ass. I could sleep for days on those perk cheeks, let me tell you. I'd like to live with you and wear your ass as a hat for all eternity. Whoa, dude. Woof. Baby's down for some kinky shit. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of that booty. Yeah, those perk cheeks where your ass like a hat. Not bad. She's going for the it. <laughs> Mr. Mackey then tells our standoff for Skylarkings, which another guy that doesn't really sort of go anywhere. No. No, I think they sort of... <laughs> They try to make it happen for a bit there, but yeah. I don't know. I'm a big fan of the term skylarking. I think it's um, a fun word to say. Is it an actual thing or is this something they've made up for this show? I've never heard the oh, term no, before. Yeah, skylarking, it's just, you know, you're, you're acting up, you're skylarking. Okay. I've never I've never heard anyone say it before in my life. Yeah. It, it is a very, <laughs> a very 20th century term. Okay. The parents then arrive and no one's listening to Stan at all. And then it turns into a marriage cancelling session, doesn't it? And Stan just walked out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but Mr. Mackey's on there, trying to hear both sides. Good on him. I love the. We got nothing good to say. It's always gossip and stupid crap. <laughs> <laughs> Gartman and Kenny are then admiring their clubhouse, and he tells Kenny to go find some chicks. <laughs> so, and Kenny complains, "What do I have to go find chicks for? Because I'm going to do all this extra work." And as soon as Kenny leaves, he goes inside to watch American Gladiators. And that's right. American, uh, I used to love Gladiators as a kid. Remember the Australian one, Vulcan. Remember oh yeah, Vulcan. Vulcan I think- was the poster boy. 
Vulcan is the only one that anyone remembers. There was, ah, oh, there was Storm. Wasn't she one of the females? Storm. Oh, look, I mean, I'm sure if you threw out names just left and right, I mean, Pyro, I'm pretty sure Py- Pyro was one. Well, Pyro's, was a- Pyro's Luann Van Houten's boyfriend. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Turbo, was that one? I don't know. I just, I just know Vulcan. Vulcan was the poster boy. Everyone, I only like, know Vulcan because if, if you face Vulcan, you were fucked. Like, you might get, you might get past Storm and you might get past Pyro, but they, when it was break the emergency glass, if they thought someone was going to get through, send in Vulcan. Exactly, yeah. I mean, um, you know, with Ninja Warrior doing so well, I think it's time they bring back Gladiator. It's one of the- I think people would be all about it for a few episodes and they'd slowly get over it, but... Okay, well, then I- just do a few specials a year. Maybe do Celebrity Gladiator. Celebrity Gladiator, I was about to say, that would be awesome. I would totally be down for that. Did they- have you ever done Celebrity Gladiators? I'm pretty sure they have, right? I don't know. I mean... Um- and, you ha- and you have to pick people that people hate as well, like Kyle Sanderlands. <laughs> Knock that fat little bugger off the uh, off the podium. What about here? Right, yeah. type celebrity gladiators. I'm just oh, doing yeah. a quick Google search here just to see if it comes up as anything. Yeah, but Vulcan celebrity. was Vulcan was just terrifying. I mean, well, he was also very distinctive. He had the he had the terrific braids, but also just had that killer stare. Like oh that, yeah, like he the, did the, 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 the psycho eyes. Mm. Yeah, uh, we've got here. Yeah, it's the celebrity challenge UK gladiators. 1997 Gladiator Celebrities versus Jockey Special. So they're like, we'll do it, but we're going to only fucking take on five foot people. We're not going to be taking on actual gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, enough about that. Let's get back to uh, to clubhouses. So um, he's gone inside to watch American Gladiators. Kyle and Stan, meanwhile, continue to uh, to build their clubhouse. And st- Kyle's confused that the note was for him. And I was like, what are you talking about? You, you literally know this. He was talking about it in the classroom. This is where Wendy and Bebe arrive. I tell them to go faster. I love that they're doing all this for girls, but they don't really know why they're doing it for girls. They're just, yeah. they're just doing it. It's like their emotions. It's like it's like their instincts are like, no, no, no. It, this will have a long. This will have a long term payoff. You should you should follow through with this audio. <laughs> so they continue to build, and then she tells Kyle to turn around. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and they don't really know how to play truth or dare. So Stan goes to our chef, and then they'll ask truth or dare. And I say dare. No, no, you say truth. Truth? But that's boring. I want to get dared to kiss her. You have to say truth the first few times, or else you seem too eager. Oh. You can't seem too eager. You've got to play it cool, like you don't even care what happened. Yeah. Then after a few truths, you finally answer dare. Dare. But not like that, son. Like this. Dare. Oh. And then her little friend will dare you to kiss Wendy. You really think so? Of course you will. They're women. They've had this whole thing planned out months ahead of time. Wow. Then Cartman is watching Fat Abbott, and man, I would watch this. But then Cartman's just like, what the hell is this show talking about? <laughs> <laughs> when, when, you know, Cartman's a dirty mouth little bastard as well. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, we're only about a year off now when they say from when, like, Family Guy started. You forget that they started quite close to each other. Oh, that's right, yeah. I mean, I mean, Family Guy was never... I don't know, see, I only watched, like, the first two or so seasons of Family Guy. It was never as bad as South Park, but Family Guy... Was almost like the South Park version of Simpsons, wasn't it? Is that how it was perceived? That sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, like, it was uh, like an adult. It wasn't. It wasn't as bad as South Park, but it was an adult version of the Simpsons. It was like the, the middle ground, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, but it, even then, it didn't really take off to begin with. It, uh, no, it was because of DVD sales, wasn't it? That they revived. I believe it. so. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! What's going down, y'all? Man, Fat Abbott, what are you doing on this side of the hood? You know something, Rudy? You're like school in summertime. School in summertime? Yeah, bitch, school in summertime. Open your fucking ears, n***a hoe. I'll pop your bitch ass. I'll be popping your bitch ass a tuba, bitch What the hell is going on in this cartoon? Oh, hey, Kenny, did you find any chicks to come to the clubhouse? Mm-hmm. Hi, we ran away from home. Well, like, this kid told us we might be able to crash at your clubhouse for a couple days. Holy crap. Behold, Ewok Village 2000. Oh, well, I guess it beats living at home. Can I offer you ladies a cool beverage or a tasty snack? Then he calls Stan to brag about having some chicks over and they're about to play Truth or Dare, despite the fact that none of them really know what Truth or Dare actually is. <laughs> so just, but they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna play it. Randy and Sharon are now divorced. We don't see any of it. She's just divorced no. and she's already moved on and she's got Roy. <laughs> well, <laughs> And she even blames Stan. Yeah, yeah, kind of your fault. As, as Stan astutely puts it. This is happening way too fast. This is all my fault, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Dude, you're not supposed to say that. 
But I would like you to meet your new stepfather, Roy. Hello, son. What? I'll leave you two alone to get acquainted. Hello, Stanley. I know this must be a very difficult period for you right now, and the adjustment is going to take some time. But I'd like to be your friend. So when you're ready, I want you to feel free to come to me with anything you might need, whether it's advice or just someone to play catch with. You can count on me. This is happening way too fast. Oh, Jesus, when are you going to cut me some slack, huh? I have taken you under my wing and done my best, and all you ever do is whine and moan about it. Now, for the last time, go cut some firewood. So then the chicks are complaining to Cartman and Kenny. I love Cartman's reactions here. It's like, kill a week, sweet. <laughs> kill a week, sweet is fantastic. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> and then he um, he rants about the finger painting. If I want to finger paint, I'm going to do it, God damn it. Then Stan goes to um, to go get the girls. And, but unfortunately, his bastard father has arrived because he has visitation rights. He's got a fancy new red car. He's gone very Kirk Van Houten now, hasn't he? Oh, even a, a nightmare version of Kirk Van Houten. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, Kirk had the racing car bit, at least. <laughs> at least Randy actual actually has car. the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love that. Uh, this was going to be one of my trivia questions, but uh, what was it the girls say? Hey, Larry's by tonight. I'm already there. I'm already there. <laughs> Just the earring and the chains, oh dear. Yeah, Stan says, you know, you have to stick with family no matter... Oh, he says you have to stick with family no matter what because she's your sister. Well, why can you leave? Well, you don't understand it, kid. <laughs> when you're old enough, you understand. So as long as it suits me, it's fine. And then he, he kicks me out when they get back home. He's got shit to do. We come back from commercial and Stan and Kyle, are uh, they're waiting. Stan clearly wants the girls. He, wants, wants, he knows what Truth Holiday is all about. He's, he's spoken to um, to Chef, so he gives... Carl some advice and Carl's like you you seem way too keen for this truth or dare so then straight away he just doesn't follow the rules dare <laughs> remember truth the first couple of times okay who wants to go first I will Kyle yeah truth or dare um dare dude what kiss baby on the lips what Sick, dude, I'm not kissing a girl. What's the matter, Kyle? It's just wrong, that's all. Don't be a chicken, dude, just close your eyes. What the hell have you gotten me into? Dude, Carmen is in his clubhouse playing truth or dare with girls right now. You really want him to beat us? Oh, boy. Sick! Ah, fucking sickening! <laughs> I love the fucking sickening. Still, they still can't work out what they want to beep out and what they don't, by the way. <laughs> oh, I don't think I've, I don't know if I ever played truth or dare. I played it once, and it was fun. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <then. laughs> this was not me. This was not me fishing for you know tales of Dando's past. Have you ever played strip poker? <laughs> yes, actually. Yeah. Also yeah. fun. That that was that was good fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that's enough of that. <laughs> and Stan then says dare straight away, but unfortunately Roy interferes and he wants more firewood chop. When will you let me in? Let me <laughs> let love, me love you. you. <laughs> and then Roy tells Stan. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. And the girls are still complaining to him um, to Cartman and Kenny. And then, oh, what the way Cartman says, yeah. When my mom gives me shit sometimes, <laughs> like, <laughs> stop giving me shit, mom. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, uh, I thought that was I thought that was an Australian thing. It just seems like an Australian term. Oh, I was giving him shit about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 global. Yeah, but it's oh, always hilarious when you're with, particularly when you're young. In fact, especially only when you're young, really. But there's you, you're with someone who's maybe two or three years older, and you know they probably don't know shit either. But you know they're going on about yeah, I want to go and do this and do that, and you're just trying like mad to keep up, you know, and just using your yeah exactly like this, using your own analogies like yeah, it's pretty tough in grade six. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher was giving me shit, and you think what you're saying is so cool, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, it, you're 12, and the 14 year old is looking at you like, uh, "You'll get it one day, kid." And this is where, he's, where um, his mum arrives straight away, coming, ma'am. And then the girls have invited some people over. <laughs> Bebe then tells Kyle that they need some time apart. You know, she's feeling trapped. She can't go on with codependency, and then just fucking leaves with Clyde. I'm like. Fucking, I guess, go baby. <laughs> She's a modern woman. That's what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle the whole time's like, I want this. I don't know. What, what do you mean? Well, what is going on here? I, I, as long This works for me as well. So let's let's make this happen. Roy then tells Stan to go do some more chores. I am not your dad. You can't play games with my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is where, you know, he, he runs off and Sharon's like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. It's, Roy's a dick. And he's like, well, not now. You know, you're the most important thing in my life. <laughs> but just then she drops the line and 
Stanley, you know you're the most important thing to me, right? That's true. Then get back together with Dad for me. Now, Stanley, you have to understand how divorce works. When I say you're the most important thing to me, what I mean is you're the most important thing after me and my happiness and my new romances. I think this is what a lot of parents would probably like to say to their kids, but they never should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. When you're a parent, you got to... It's always about your kids. Even though at times you're just like, oh, I said to Nicola yesterday, we finally got the kids in the car to go to the shop. And I'm like, remember when I could just say to you, I'm going to the shop. Get in the shop. <laughs> and I'll just get in the car and go to the shop. <laughs> it did take me 20 minutes to argue what pair of shoes and socks the kids are going to wear and then get out of the front seat. And okay, I'll go get your lolly. And I, I know your hat's in the boot, but we'll get it when we get to the shop. Oh, you want it now? You want to wear it in the car? Okay. <laughs> You'll probably be able to do that again sometime in 2040. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> they get the uh, idea to get rid of Roy from watching Fat Abbott. Well, that's where Stan gets the idea to watch, you know, snatch his ass in a bear trap. A bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> so he writes a note for Roy. This is, so does he write separate notes? Because he goes, I'm going to write a note for Roy. And then Sharon reads the note. And then Roy reads the same note. So was it a case of hmm. he wanted both of them to read the same note and he was just watching, waiting for, like, I don't understand. Like, what, what yeah, happened now, if, I'm con- now I'm confused. Yeah, what would have happened <laughs> if Roy had gone first instead of Sharon? Like, it's just, I'm like, huh? <laughs> but anyway, he, um, meanwhile, there's a we party. We had the desired effect because she went out to the clubhouse and who's in the clubhouse? Yeah, it's Randy. But before then, though, we've got the party at Cartman's clubhouse because Randy is oh, there. Yes. <laughs> and he's, um, and they're, they're not playing truth or dare. Their, their boyfriends are there instead. And Cartman's had enough of this. He can't believe it. Randy's there. And they have a mosh pit, which ends up killing Kenny. And this is where Sharon finds a note and Roy finds a note. And then she's where she finds Randy waiting in the clubhouse. And he suggests they play Truth or Dare. Do you still love me? I was like, oh, man, it's getting all emotional now. (laughs) Sharon? Yes? Truth or Dare? It's too late for games. No, I'm serious. Please, Truth or Dare? Truth. Do you still love me? Oh, Randy, I do love you. But now I'm so confused. I'm living with Roy and I don't know how to break it off with him. Sharon? Ah! Ah! Well, you never know. Maybe things will work out. Maybe. I guess it's my turn. Truth or dare? Sharon? Dare. Do me. Right here in the clubhouse. (laughs) Hello? Hello? Can somebody get me? Hello? Wow. Clubhouses are magical. There's something about just saying, do me. It's like, we're not going to be making love right now. (laughs) (laughs) No love being made right here. (laughs) It's go time. It is go time. And Stan doesn't care that the fact that he's seeing his parents having sex in his clubhouse because Roy is hanging from a bear trap. His parents are back together. Everything's worked out for them. And then uh, we get Truth or Dare with Bebe, Wendy, Clyde, and uh, Stan. And it doesn't work out for Stan, does it? (laughs) It does not because... <laughs> Bebe, we thought you just, you just had a nice, you know, healthy, uh, proactive attitude towards, uh, you know, sex and romance, even even at a young age, which you know kids do. But, um, no, it's jam this stick in your pee hole. Yeah, take this stick and jam it in your pee hole. <laughs> as soon as she said it, I was like, oh no! But <laughs> as soon as she said that line, it was like all these memories came back. So I remember watching this episode for the first time. I forgot this episode until that line. I was yeah. like, it had an effect on me. <laughs> well. It's really just one word. Jam. Jam and pee hole. No thanks. <laughs> I mean, but, even even gently insert is like... No, eh, no I don't want to think about enough, Mr. Davis. We're done. I don't know about that. <laughs> jam it in. No. We're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> but yes, Clubhouses, another fun episode of South Park. As you were saying, they're really starting to feel like the South Park that becomes more satire than um, just a bunch of cruise shit. Correct, correct, yeah. No, it's... it's it, a, a lot of fun to be had in this episode, yeah. But it, it, it it's it, it's taking shape. It's becoming the South Park that we know and love. Hello, sir. Postman Butters with a special delivery for you. All right, we've got some mailbag questions. Remember, guys, southparkmailbag at gmail.com. If you have some questions for us, send them in. We'd love to hear from each and every one of you. All right, this one here's from Rowan J. Aardvark. Did you ever have a friend who had a stepfather like Roy? I had a friend who had a father like Roy. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, Tell us more. I, I, I had a mate, I won't name names, but like his dad. It was one of those dads for us, like, you you're approaching their house, you're walking in, you hear yelling and screaming, and as soon as you knock on the door, it just stops. And it's like, 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's like you pretend. It's like they know that you heard them, but you gotta, everyone just pretends yeah. that nothing was done, like nothing was heard. It's like, <laughs> yes, we're a nice, normal, happy family. Yeah, yeah. Come on in and play. Yeah, yeah. What about you? No, no, I never had. I mean, I, I think I knew exactly one person growing up, and even even in my teen years, who. Um, whose parents were divorced. And I was kind of like, wow, what's that like? It seems like, it yeah. seemed to be, maybe even like my generation of growing up, divorce seemed to happen more and more frequently. I reckon mm. I had more friends whose parents were divorced than not growing up. Okay. Yeah. And well, I feel like it's a, sort of come, come around again now. I feel like now it's... I think a lot of the stigma of actually, you know, doing counselling and working on yourselves yeah. and all that kind of stuff has probably been dispelled. And so, well, I always say that, you know, when I got divorced, you know, we did our due diligence. We, you know, it's like, this isn't working. Okay, well, let's let's try and let's see what we can do. But I think, didn't you say you just realised that it was just better to be friends? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And as you were, but, as you were touching on though before that men now, there's no stigma of men speaking up about what they're feeling and their emotions. They don't, they, if they're unhappy, rather than go hmm. and sleep with someone else, they'll be open and say, look, I'm sad. I'm not happy with how this is going. And marriage, marriage counselling isn't seen as a negative anymore. It's like, oh, good on you guys no. for trying to fix this, as opposed to, oh, you guys need marriage counselling. Like, <laughs> Can't you fix it yourselves? Yeah, but yeah, which I think no, is a great going thing. to so, wedding bunning, going to marriage bunnings. Yeah, which I, which I think is a great thing. Um, it's great that we're able to sort of do that. But yes, don't forget, guys. South Park Mailbag at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at South Park TV Pod and at Four Finger Pod on um for our Four Finger Discount Twitter as well. Uh, also, Mr. Davis, we want those people yes. to continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, don't we? Oh, we absolutely do. I mean, yes. yeah, we've got to you know, beef up those numbers. Also going to read out some of the uh, reviews that have come through for the podcast, Mr. Davis, because we haven't read them out for a couple of episodes. So this one here says, Q. It's from Almo Kermit on Apple Podcasts. He says, these guys are really cute. And I like to watch South Park <laughs> on my YouTube because I am not really allowed to watch South Park. And it's always been really funny to me. And these guys are awesome. And thank you for doing... Such good descriptions of some of the early episodes that I like. So thank you for that, Elmo. Thank you for your review there. Uh, this Thanks, one here Elmo. comes from uh, Jojo Wohu. And they say, I forgot how much I loved Early South Park. Looking forward to more episodes. Keep it up, guys. Thank you for that one. Five stars as well. Nice. Uh, for another five stars, the dynamic duo are back. They're back in park form. This is from E. Porner. Uh, they say, <laughs> if you enjoyed their banter on Four Finger Discount and you like South Park, you will not be disappointed here. And this one here is from Dave Stewart. One five stars four finger discount are killing it again with another great podcast keep it up guys thank you for your oh. kind words oh we got one more here as well this is from yeah. uh, Benjamin Kane Benjamin Kane says super sweet South Park uh, the great four finger discount guys are now reviewing South Park episodes super sweet well thank you guys <laughs> for sending through Lovely your review. reviews I'm glad you're enjoying the show don't forget check us five stars wherever you do listen to us whether it's Spotify Apple Podcasts wherever it is and leave us a few kind words as well we would really appreciate that like I said follow us on Twitter uh, at Four Finger Pod and at South Park TV Pod South Park Mailbag at gmail.com the next episode of South Park we are reviewing Cow Day so looking forward to that one so listen, look out for that one in your feeds in a couple of weeks but this has been our review of Clubhouses hope you guys enjoyed it thank you so much for tuning in once again Mr. Davis any final words for all those amazing listeners out there Killer Week Swiss <laughs>